Please stand for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 13th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. At that very time, there were some present who told him about the Galileans, whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. Jesus said to them, Do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they are worse sinners than all, of all other Galileans? No, I tell you. But unless you repent, you will perish as they did. Or those 18 who were killed, when the Tower of Siloam fell on them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you. But unless you repent, you will all perish, just as they did. Then he told them this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, See here, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this vineyard, and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasted in the soil? He replied, Sir, let it alone for one more year until I dig around it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord. You may be seated. Your dad never desired to have a relationship with you. 
Or what if your father was abusive? What if your father was an alcoholic and he was the last person you could trust? What if you told those closest to you, those you could depend on, all the things that were going on between you and your father, and yet no one believed you. And even more, they said, couldn't be, Dad is such a great guy. And then you walk into church some morning, and you start hearing messages about God the Father. God the Father being loving, turning your life over to the Father. I'm not telling you to drop that metaphor. It's a great metaphor for who God is. But it's not always helpful to everyone. Sometimes we get stuck on these characteristics that encourage us to see God differently. And sometimes they can almost limit us. In her book, Carolyn says, we do not have to let go of one sense of God to take up another. Neither do we need to go about challenging old metaphors. What is critical is to find a metaphor, or two, or six, that creatively point towards what we believe. I say that, I say all of this talking about metaphors and the uh, pictures that we have in our mind of who God is, because some people are going to hear this message, this gospel reading today, and they're going to cling to what Jesus says to the people before him, or cling to what the man in the vineyard says, as those are important characteristics of God. Repent or perish. That was a, one of the most important things I learned in Sunday school and vacation Bible school. I heard it from my confirmation teachers, except for my wonderful pastor at the time. And truthfully, it is what I hear continually this day from so many Christian churches over the years. Repent or perish. Sometimes I think churches like to hold on to that, that sense of fear, because maybe it leads it leads to people coming back week after week, trying to get it right, because we can't disappoint God, or we will perish. The truth is, many have left the church because they struggle with the idea of worshiping such a judgmental God, especially when the person experiences life and all of the judgments that are thrown on them. Repent or perish is a scary thing to teach kids. I mean, why would they want to pray to a God if God is so ready to condemn them for all of their faults? And it's not just kids who screw up. Repent or perish is a hard thing to hear again and again. But I think we need to look more closely at these words and what Jesus means when he says, repent or perish. Repent, repent. 
to me, it gives this idea of get on your knees now and tell God that you are sorry. Actually, I imagine a three-year-old in a timeout who comes out saying, sorry, kind of like, I don't know what I did, but sorry. But that's really not it. It's not about saying you're sorry. So in Greek, the word is metanoia. In English, it's repent. And it means to transform the mind or transform a perspective. Repentance is a commitment to a certain way of activity, of living, a way of following God's perspective. And maybe we do need to take a closer look at that. I'm admitting something I'm not proud about. But I watched this obnoxious reality show. I'm not going to say what it is, but some of you are going to be like, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. But in it, there are these ladies that are continually giving this other lady grief over and over again because this lady's behavior is just bad. At least it's rude, and at, at least it's rude, and at the most, it's just downright mean or nasty. And they keep, you know, a person will pull her aside and say, you know, you need to go and apologize to them. And you need to do something. I'm like, you need to change. And so this lady goes back, and in her voice, she's like, I'm sorry. I, I don't know what happened. I, you know, I probably had too much to drink last night. So, sorry. And then walks away. And will tell everybody, yeah, I apologized. But then... She goes back to doing it again and again. She doesn't transform her, percep 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 her perspective. There we go. She doesn't transform her perspective. She is quick to blame others instead of looking at herself. And I don't think she's the only one who does that. I do it a lot. Repent. Ask yourself. What kind of life does God want for me? Repent or perish. I heard that in my Christian education and what it means to perish. I heard it was about misery coming upon me. And that if I stand before St. Peter, I will probably hear, sorry, you're not on my list to go somewhere else. I mean, there's always so much gloom and doom on parish. But that's not what Jesus is saying here. When Jesus speaks to the people and says, repent or perish, he isn't speaking about heaven and hell. To perish is to eat bread that doesn't bring nourishment. About you, I'm ready for bread this morning. To perish is not being protected, like last week, a chick sneaking out from under the hen's wing. It is to rely on the powers that destroy and not the powers that give life. I don't know about you, 
But that idea to rely on power, to not rely on powers that destroy, instead the powers that bring new life, that to me already causes me to repent, to get a new perspective of what all of this means. It gives me a whole new way of seeing God. Jesus wants people to know that time is short and there is no need, there's, there's no need to wait. Let's get it right, let's get it right now. Because why wait a year to repent, to commit to a better way? You have one last chance to put things right before judgment. Now, my guess is God will give us another and another, but why wait? Because here's the thing, God, God sets us up to succeed every time. And if we get it wrong, God continues, even then, to work in and through us. This is not the action of a God that we are to fear. It's just the opposite. This is the tender action of a God of love and mercy and forgiveness. This is the undertaking of a mother hen, willing to stand before the fox and say, back off, this one is mine. So what is your image of God? Do you buy into the idea that God showers you with grace and mercy? If so, how are you committing yourself to embracing that God and God's perspective is a way that changes how we interpret the world? If you believe nothing else that I say this morning, please hear me when I say that chaos is going on in the world, we know that, and calamity might be going on in your life. And none of that is the action of God. It is a direct result of living in a broken world. It is the direct result of the power of sin. Because God, our God, is about love and mercy and forgiveness. God is about welcoming you in and pulling you under her wing. God is willing to give you opportunity upon opportunity to look at yourself and to change your perspective to match God's desires. God is for you, not against you. So what are you doing? When, when are you going to open your mind to see something more and turn to a new perspective, God's perspective, for yourself and for the world. Thanks be to God. Amen.